Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your show hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I'm joined by both of my gaming dads, Mr. Paris Lilly and Gary Witta. Guys, before we went live, we were talking about Halloween. We were talking about the spooky season because it is October, and I asked you, What's the costume that you and the family are dressing up as? And I want to go around the table and talk, you know, maybe put a reminder out to everybody watching and listening. Hey, it's always fun to dress up. Maybe you and the family collide on a collab one. So, Paris, what, what are you dressing up as this year with the family? And then on top of all this, what's your dream video game character costume that you would love to be in Halloween if you had one? You would ask me this. Yep. Um, my answer, I cannot put up for public consumption on what I would do for Halloween. So I'm, I'm going to uh, respectfully pass on that, other than to say that I have, I have mostly uh, my children are adults or close to being adults, so we don't do the Halloween thing anymore. So when I do do Halloween, it's adult Halloween. Hence, I am not going to say what I would do. Um, as far as video game, I mean, as soon as you said it, the first thing that popped in my head was, was Master Chief. Okay. Um, but come back to me. I, I might have a better one than that, but okay. I, I'll say Master Chief for now. I'm going to come back to you because I have a couple for you that I would throw out to you. Of course, there's a lot of comparisons to you and Starfield. Maybe we put <laughs> you up in the eye and you become the character from the eye in Starfield. I think that could be a fun can, can one. We, can, I, can I address that? <laughs> that is That has been just this running joke that I've seen online. And obviously, I fed into it myself because uh -huh. I, I wore a tank top doing it. But uh, all I got to say is this. Todd Howard and Bethesda, as my camera goes out. Um, if you did use my likeness, I, I don't know where my royalty check is. <laughs> you don't seem to have my address. That's Send all the I check. Know. Send yeah. the check. Gary, you were telling me about some previous years and some dope Halloween costumes you've done with the family. I'm not, I, 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 myself, I've never really been one for, for dressing up, but once you have kids, like you kind of have to, have to get into it. Yeah. Last year, we did Demon Slayer. My daughter, so my cool. eldest, who's 11, was really into Demon Slayer last year. She was obsessed with uh, Nezuko. So she was Nezuko. She wanted me to dress up as a Demon Slayer character with her. I also love Demons. It's actually one of the first TV shows that we both like, kind of eat, loved equally. Like, awesome. like we're, both in, we're both like engaging with this on the same level. So I had to think about who I wanted to be, like who's my favorite Demon Slayer. And the answer to that is Inosuke. The problem is like the thing with the boar's head and the whole thing. It's, plus, you know, I'm not, you got to be ripped. <laughs> To be Inosuke. You can't go dad bod on it? No, you, there's no dad bod version of Inosuke. So I went with my second favorite uh, Demon Slayer, who's Tomioka. Okay. And, you know, I got like this bad wig. I ended up looking like a, like I, I, it was a cheap wig. It looked, I looked less like Tomioka and more like I was like in a, like a bad like 80s hair metal band. Yeah. But I had, but I had the robe, you know, the, the kind of the split robe, which is really, really cool. Um, and then this year I'm not really playing it, planning any. I, I, 
I, I said before, I, I said before the show, like, I, I want to do like the full X-Wing pilot thing at some point and get like the full costume. Because I don't want to wear like the shitty one that you get from the spirit store. Like, if I'm going to do it, like you got to do it like, oh, wow. Like you can see these really good cosplayers where they clearly made it really good. Yeah. I think to your, and that leads me to my, <clears throat> excuse me, to my other, your other question about like what would be your dream video game cosplay Halloween costume. Of course. And I hadn't really thought about it until that moment, but like, it's funny. The answer came to me instantly. But again, it would have to be like full on, like professionally, like badass, like like stepped off the movie version. Yeah, Gordon Freeman, the hazard suit. That would be so cool. Dang, That's Gary, that I'd would be cool. Out. I've got the glasses. Yeah, you know, I think I think the hazard suit would be would be amazing. I would love to definitely original like OG, you know, with the crowbar, Half Life One. That's a great poll, Gary. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I I go to, of course, my dream has always been, and I've said it on this podcast previous Halloweens, is I want to make a Spartan outfit. I want to go on Etsy and buy the special Spartan outfit, have it customized to all of my favorite colors, and have the cool, probably Hayabusa helmet, you know what I mean? And that's all I want, Gary. I also saw a badass. I think they made, oh, I just forgot the name of it, the scary snipers in, uh, Halo, uh, from uh, Halo that are on the... Uh, the side of the brutes and all that jazz. Oh, come to me. Somebody will have it. Someone made an incredible cosplay design costume of that character, and it was so badass. The jackals. Okay. Yeah, real scary looking, super tall, ugly, gross stuff. Very well done. So Do you get into them. Halloween, the horror, the, you like the scary movies and the whole spoopiness of uh, the season? I'm not a big scary movie guy, but I do appreciate a good scary video game every now and then, right? Shout out to, of course, Supermassive and all the Dark Pictures anthology games. I love those. I think they knock it out the park with Until Dawn to the Quarry to everything yeah, in the Dark Pictures. The quarry last year. That was great. I love those games. And I will say my favorite game right now is the Outlast Trials. I think what oh, they did with Outlast no. and making it multiplayer and making it still scary, fun, and like heart pounding, like intense action. Really well done. Funny, if you're I just had for this a conversation game. with someone the other day, you know, because it's October, people talk about this stuff. And I was saying that I, I like a good horror. I like a good scary movie. Yeah. Um, I can't do scare. I can't do horror video games anymore. Really? Because it's, it's a it's a closer level of immersion. Oh. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching a horror movie, that shit's happening to other people on the screen. <laughs> when it's a, when it's a horror game, that shit's happening to you. It is. I it told is. you the story. Yeah. I told you the VR story, right? No, years, tell us. Years ago, um, I went to, I went to like the first. They, they had a private demo of PSVR before it was a thing. Like okay. Like the first. Okay. It was me and um, Larry Nelson was there. Strangely enough. Um, uh, uh, Sorry, Larry Herb, Major Nelson. Yeah, shout there. out to Major Nelson. And uh, Megan Scavio uh, and a couple of other like games industry people got this private demo. And they, it was like a pre, you know, released like beta version of the headset. And they, they, we tried a couple of things. They had this, um, uh, they tried three different games. One was like this asymmetrical, I can't remember what it was. It was like one person versus four and you saw different things in the headset. It was kind of cool. The second one was that London heist uh, oh yeah, so became a thing course. where you're like kind of shooting out the side of a car, and it's all very oi governor and that kind of stuff. And then the third one was they said, okay, for this last one, we're not supposed to tell you what it is ahead yeah. of time. And I was like, hold on a second, because like I'm very susceptible to VR. Like people have different tolerances to VR. I'm fine with it, but like when you know that feeling when someone's like really getting in your face or jumping out of you, like, I'm really like ah, like I couldn't play like Resident Evil VR or anything like that. Just not even no, I'm having none of it. Because they have a low tolerance for video game horror. And VR horror is obviously that leveled up several times. It's that much more immersive. So I'm already like my, my spidey sense is tingling. I'm like, no, I, I need to know what it is. And they said, well, all we're, all, all we're allowed to tell you is it's called The Kitchen. 
And I'm like, that tells me nothing. I need, I'm not doing it unless you tell me what it is. And so they, like, seriously, they had these instructions not telling anyone what it was. So they went away and, like, talked to them, and they came back and said, okay, we're allowed to tell you this much. Are you familiar with Japanese horror? And I just walked out. Oh, I just fucking left. You didn't even left. take the demo. Just got up and left. Because no yeah, idea. that that demo ended up being like the didn't it end up being PT or something. Or no, it ended. I think it that ended was up Resident being Evil Seven. Resident yeah. Evil Seven ended up being yeah. Resident Evil Seven. Mm -hmm. So like, no, no, I'm not. Nope. Okay, not having okay. it. He's not having it. I'm not having it. Paris, I circle back to you. Were any costumes coming up in your mind? And also, give me some good horror games that you'd recommend to the people for October. Again, you put me on the spot, but I did come up. I did come up with uh, another character, Coltrane. From oh. Gears of War, of course. You know, hey, be, be, look, being a brother in gaming does not does not a lot of options, right? So you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Vladimir one, obviously from Starfield, would, would be one as well. So, uh, Paris, if you laughs. did, that'd be so funny. You also, yeah. you were just on an incredible cyberpunk lore yes. show. I was say, with why not Brown. go full Idris? You had an awesome outfit. Like you could just yeah. go cyberpunk on him, Paris. He'd be great, dude. I wish they would have let me keep that kept that jacket. That jacket oh. was awesome. Oh, but, I thought for oh. sure they'd let you walk out with that. Yeah, speaking of, you may not have seen it watching the video. It was hot as hell in that jacket <laughs> in that studio. They didn't have any AC. I was dying the entire time. But no, it was a really dope jacket. But uh, games, I mean, it's it's the top of my head. Um, God, was this the GameCube? Oh, it's, it starts with a C. It's driving me crazy. Again, there, there's a, a really good one that launched with the GameCube, I want to say. Or was it the Wii? It was one of them. Crap. Now I'm forgetting. Obviously, all the Resident Evil games. The only Evil one I can think I mean, of there's a horror game that started with a C that launched with a system was Condemned. That's it. Oh, that's do you remember it. that game? Yeah, Condemned. See that? Whoa, mm -hmm. that was a crazy game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did that launch? That was a what system was that a launch game for? I can't remember. Now. I think it's the Wii. Now I'm thinking it's the Wii. I don't think it was the GameCube. I'm pretty sure it was the Wii. No, I feel like it was like. Well, I believe it was, was like on Xbox 360 as well. I remember was that. Was it? What was it? I need now. I need to know. Okay, I'm looking it up. Barrett will also look it up and back me up on that one. I'm sure. Uh, I have condemned because it was a Sega Criminal game, Origins. Right? Wasn't it? Didn't Sega make that game? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah that was Sega. Um, maybe it was a three. Was it a three? I got title? Xbox 360, Monolith Productions, and Monolith. It was a three sixty. Condemned. Title. There you go. That's what yeah. I got over here. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I like I like that poll right there. And man, there's so many great ones. In of fear. course. Fear, oh. fear, yeah. yeah. Oh man, fear was scary. Oh, because it had that it had yeah. the creepy the yeah. the girl with the I can't do the, yeah. the girl yeah. with the hair and the whole. Oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not having it. Right, Gary, none of that. We can't. <laughs> I can't. Have any I can't of that, that, that 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 creepy girl from the ring that crawls out of the TV. Like yeah. I know that that's just one example. It's gotta be the ultimate scary. Okay, there's a name for it, but that particular yeah, yeah. kind of like Japanese ghost uh -huh. is like that vengeful ghost with the hair and the whole thing is like I'm not no not doing it give a little love to tango gameworks want to shout out tokyo uh ghostwire tokyo yeah that's why i right? play that because i saw i saw one clip of that that had one of those girls in. Uh -huh. nope. yeah was it my favorite game but i think a lot i praised it during the review was the side missions and getting like the backstory and the urban legends from that japanese culture i thought was really really cool and well done and kind of spooky at some point so shout out to tango gameworks with that one always got to give some I love played, there uh, the quarry with leah last year and I, that was fun because we were playing it co-op because that's yeah. co-op baits into it and because it's kind of campy right it's like mm -hmm. kind of a parody of all those slash it has scary moments but it's not like hereditary scary or like yes. kind of like truly like truly horrific um the last true horror game that i played was fatal frame 2 on the playstation 2 Oh, Gary, it's been a long time. Once I realized wow. that that game fucks with you, even in the pause menu, 
when you pause it, I had to pause it to take a phone call. And when the game, if you leave the game in pause mode for long enough, one of those scary Japanese girls starts to fade into the screen. Yeah, yeah. And it happens so slowly that it takes a moment to realize that she's there. I was like, nope, that's it. I'm done with this genre. Cool. I'm done. I like that. So many other games to play, Mike. And then one more final shout out. If you're looking for a scary game, Resident Evil Village has one of the scariest horror sequences that I've ever experienced called The Dollhouse. I think that they oh. nailed that section. Uh, of course, you will play through the sexy vampire ladies in the castle. And then after that, you kind of get a little more freedom to choose where you go. But there's a section called The Dollhouse that is unbelievably scary. And I was truly blown away with what that team had created and got away with because it is horrifying. Leo and I tried playing Resident Evil 7. We got as far as the exterior of the house, which is like, what, the first 15 minutes of the game? As soon as we walked inside the house, we we're like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's play something else. We don't, we, we don't need this. Uh, Paris, before we go and get into the show, I want to shout out Coltrane. And, of course, shout out Alana Pierce, who was a Gears of War character. And, I mean, yep. having that armor and being able to wear that around on Halloweens as a costume would be so cool, Paris. Is right? So, yeah, getting fitted for all of that and looking like Coltrane or Marcus Phoenix or anyone that's a cog would be so cool. That'd be badass yeah. for sure. You know, the the actor that that plays Coltrane in there, I got to meet him years ago. God, this was around Gears of War 2 time. Got to got to meet him. Very nice man. So just it's it's always the big giant guys that are actually just the sweetest, <laughs> nicest people in the world. Right? You would think he would rip your head off, but he was he was super nice. Really, really awesome guy. Guys, we have a fun show to get into. Of course, I'm looking at an old school Xbox 360 box. Or so you thought. You would think, right? Tell Looks you like one. In just a moment. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Thursday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course, on podcast services around the globe. Don't forget, we are now Epic Games partners, which means if you are buying games off the Epic Games store, upgrading your look in Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys, please use our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout to help support the team. And talking about support, we always like to thank those who support us over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Like our Patreon producers for the month of October, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Thank you both for your support. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but I'll tell you all about that in just a little bit. Guys, let's get into it because I got a special box here. We got a special gift from our friends over at Mattel, and I want to talk about this, but first... When, I see, when you see this box, you see the OG Xbox 360 box, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Happy memories. Yes. Give me a couple happy memories. So I, it's funny. I, I, got, I, I got sent one of these. Thank you very much, Mattel. Yep. And I, I tweeted a picture of it, and the caption was, you know, I'm gonna, my 11-year-old my daughter looked at it, and she didn't know what an Xbox 360 is. It was you know, come and gone before she was born. But uh, she wanted to build it. She loves to build, um, you know, Lego and that kind of stuff. And so we'll build it. I said, we build it together. Um, and I said, I, I, I told her, I said, while we're building this, I'm going to bore you to death with stories about how Xbox 360 was the greatest <laughs> Xbox generation. Yeah. This, yep. this series generation may in time eclipse it. It's too early to say. But, but in terms of like what's already come and gone, the way that I would, the way that you would have to rank the, the, the 360 generation, the, the Xbox generation so far, again, putting the series aside because it's it in me. progress. 360 top, OG in the middle, and um, Xbox One dead last, right? Who would, who, I mean, who would disagree with that? Who's going to fight yeah. you on that? No one. No one's fighting you But on the that. three, I mean, it really was. Like, if, you, if I think about, like, the consoles that I have the fondest 
memories of and everyone has their own unique path and i grew up in the uk so it was a slightly different path for me i didn't have an nes or whatever i had you know it was more commodore 64 and amiga than it was nes and as a super nes although i did have a super famicom that i bought from a friend that <coughs> he'd imported from japan um but like in terms of like you can talk all day about what's the best console but like for me it's personal right it's like what is what what are the consoles that most that is most associated with happy memories yeah and the three i would put would be the sega dreamcast still one of the greatest consoles of all time it will never fully get the credit it deserves it was ahead of its time the xbox 360 and i don't know i see i was never a playstation guy i know a lot of people would say playstation 2 would be a shoe-in oh a good one. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I have a the lot good of one. memories of the PlayStation. Grand Theft Auto, NCAA football. No, you know what I'm going to do? If it's, if it's just purely memories, because I'm an old fucker, I've got to go back to the Atari 2600. It's my wow. first game console. Okay. And, you know, those games don't hold up at all. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to go back and revisit them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a foundational. It was, my, it was the first time actually playing. Like, oh, you can play video games at home. Yeah. And it was, even though they were just blibs and blobs, it was, it was incredible. But the 360... Absolutely. I think if you were going to do, try to do like as objective as possible, like five best game consoles of all time, I feel like the 360 is going to fight for a slot in that top five. I love that, Gary. I, I agree the, with even that. Even with the PS2 and everything else. I think it's up in there, Gary. Yeah, I think of Happy Memories is right. I think of Midnight Launches, Gary. This was the first oh. console I ever attended a Midnight Launch for. Shout out to my mom, who waited in line all throughout the day when I was at school, at high school, and then sat with me all night long, and then even stayed to purchase the console when I had to go back to school the next day. So shout out to moms everywhere for being incredible. But yeah, I think of Midnight Launches. I think of Halo 3 and all of the big impact that it had on me. I mean, that was the first time where I came into school the next day and everyone was talking about the same thing. And it was Halo 3. And it was like, wow, this is so cool that other kids like me are playing games at home. And like, I could talk to anyone that I've never met before. And we're all sharing the love for Halo 3. Do you remember the, the launch lineup? Uh, I mean, I bought NBA Live 06. There was Cameo, I believe. Yes. Uh, what else was there? Perfect, Perfect Dark. Dark Zero. Perfect Dark Zero, man. B bought that. Played a lot of Project that. Project Gotham Racing 3. Project, Project Gotham Racing 3 for me was the one that I played the most of. It. Really? I loved that. Wow. Okay. PGR 3, man. So much fun. All right. Do a quick bit of trivia. See how yeah. much you remember. Okay. What were the, what were the two SKUs that launched? Uh, well, I'll never forget this because I got the wrong one. There was a <laughs> arcade edition that did not include the hard drive with it. And then there was this box that had the hard drive included. And in what it. was the size of the hard oh. drive? Yeah. Man, I know. It's tiny. Tell me, Paris. I know. It was 20 gigabytes. <laughs> Wasn't there, couldn't you get, wasn't there a 60? You could upgrade to a 60 one, couldn't you? If you yeah, really I think later on they had a 60, but at launch it was a 20, and then like you said, it was the one that did not have the hard drive at all. And, ju and, just, and just to put that into context, this was what, 10 years ago, right? The 360, yeah. roughly? 20 gigabytes. Now the standard is 1,000, right? 1,000 yeah. gigabytes. Is anything less than that, and you're joking. Yeah. So that's yeah. how far yeah. we've come in terms, of, in terms of that. Wired or a wireless controller in the box? You remember wireless i want to say wired paris do you remember what came in the box that's a f now that you say that i think was it the 20 gigabyte had the wireless but the other one had a wire i know it was the first control i know it was the first xbox to have wireless controllers yeah i can't remember right. if they came in like mid-generation or if they were introduced oh. with the 360 really? no because the, the 360 well, had wired controllers right 
Yeah, it, it had wired did. controllers. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, HDMI wasn't at launch. It was not a launch. Yeah, I remember That's that. That's true. That I remember. That. Yeah. Because that was a big deal to get HDMI, and they went from, because oh. wasn't it 720p at launch, and then it, later it was 1080p? I believe yes because yes. of the hdmi I, I believe that's right but real quick just the one memory that i yeah, have give us a couple yeah please to, to this very day it is still the greatest launch event i've ever gone to in my life is zero hour yes out in the desert 24 hours oh yeah they put us in that hangar and we got to play the entire launch lineup for 24 hours it was incredible it's it's, it's something i'll never forget i didn't i didn't go to that but i did go to the e3 um whatever the e3 event was that year because i remember they gave um they gave everyone this this remember because the three face plates yeah, of course there was like an exclusive e3 faceplate that they gave us uh, and it turned out that it was actually worth and that became a collection it was worth a lot of money of course I all those I gave things mine did. away oh gary that's why i need you to hold on to all your controllers right because you never know gary 20 years from now bang controller Wait. time one one other thing I want to interject in, yeah. and I'm I'm having technical difficulties with my camera and new PC, but um, we're we were talking about Coltrane, which made me made us start talking about Gears of War. That obviously is another big memory. I I, I will still oh, say wow. it is the biggest new IP that Xbox has had up until just now with Starfield, in my personal opinion. But if you remember originally with Gears of War. It was it was leaning more horror than anything, and it obviously changed over the years. I wish they would go back that way. I think when they were introducing Gears Four when they first debuted it, it seemed like it was going for a horror aspect as well. But obviously, that's not what the game turned out to be. Yeah, kind of hope when Gears Six comes, they kind of lean back into that. I, I I think that was a part of that world that wasn't truly explored enough and they they touch they were starting to touch on it in the first game and then they they just went a different direction i remember um first time playing gears of war there's 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 very few times where you play a game where you feel like this changes the game right yeah. things are going to be different now yeah half-life did that when the very first the 98 the first half-life came out i remember, I remember things shooters are never going to be the same and they weren't like, it was absolutely <laughs> like historical like historic significance that game had um and it's funny because we talked about the Dreamcast and the original, the first 2K game ever made, NFL 2K for the Sega Dreamcast was the first one that was like, this looks truly next generation. Yep. Yep. That was a moment. That right, was a remember? moment, yep. and, and then Gears of War, the, between the cover mechanic and the roadie run, the roadie I remember run. thinking, this, this, is, this is something else. It was oh, amazing. Bouncing off the walls, chainsawing people. Oh, chainsawing people. people was so Master much fun. shotgun, just ah, ah. That was I the talk about it all the time. It was active like it was reloads. Oh, active nobody reloads. doing active reloads. When you nailed an active reload, it felt so uh, good. And you miss it, and you panic. Some of my best moments are playing Horde mode in Gears of War 3. And then I talk about it all the time. My favorite Gears of War moment. Gears, this turned into like nostalgia cast. Uh, Gears of War 2, I think, is the one where you, where you get stuck inside a giant monster and you have to chainsaw your way out of its guts. Oh, so, so fun. So cool. So fun. Want to give a oh, shout right. out to those watching live via Patreon. Mr. Hawks writes in and says, it was wireless controller in the box with a, along with the cheap headset. The, the wide headset. headset. Yes. yes. Plugged into headset the controller. With yeah. One. Yeah. You will never forget those. Those were iconic. Let me ask you the big question. Tell me. Did you get a red ring of death? Uh, of course I did. You did? Yeah. I never uh, got one. I got lucky. Really? I, had got I, had lucky. lucky. I had a launch unit, and I never got a red ring. Nope. They had to send it Interesting. back. Interesting. I had it twice. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's Red Ring of Death. That was scary. Did huh? they take care of you? Because I know because they spent a lot of money. Yeah, like, yeah they did. That yeah, the they whole did. shipping back thing, all that. They took yeah. care of it. You, you know, Peter Moore's talked about that over the years. Didn't it cost them like a billion dollars? Yeah, I they, think? they 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 get a, they get a lot of money. I mean, they stepped up and did the right thing, right? They 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 just yeah. did like exchanges for all these people, but it cost them a fortune. Yeah. Another one I want to shout out in the live chat. Omega Buster says, I think the Peter Jackson King Kong was also a launch title. Yes, it If was. we want to add that uh, to the list, I will never forget the cover of that game. Never yeah. played it, but I remember like when you talk about launch lineups, yes, King Kong and his face if, being And right if you there. really want to get into the arcana, the Peter Jackson King Kong, the movie... Was the was the pack in on the HD DVD drive add on that they released for the 360? Yeah. That again nobody remembers because that format died. <laughs> well, Gary, it's funny. I was going to bring that up because it's funny how some things change, but you know they stay the same. Because here we are in 2023, and it's happening all over again with the PlayStation. Now you yes. can get an add on Blu-ray drive. Can we can we spend at least five minutes this week putting sticking the boot into the new yeah, PlayStation? Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about the PlayStation and the new PlayStation version right after I tell you about this cool package because that is what I wanted to get to. I do want to thank our friends over at Mattel for sending us this. Of course, if you don't know what this is, this is the mega Xbox 360 collector building set right here. As you can see right on the side, you're going to build an Xbox 360, a awesome controller. You'll have the Halo 3 disc and the Halo 3 box. I thought that was really cute and special. And our friends over at Mattel wrote this. Dear Snowbike Mike and the X-Cast crew, do you remember the feeling when you got uh, you got when you powered it up for the very first time? When you saw the incredible contour, its lights, this was the first console with shape, with style. Even before you hit the power button, you knew you were about to experience something truly special. Well, now it's time to light it up one more time. As a part of the Mega Showcase Library, our buildable Xbox 360 collector set is so fa so faithful, you'll think it can boot up a disc. Spoiler, it can't. But what you can do is transport yourself back to that time you first saw those green lights glow, the time you unlocked that impossible achievement, the first time you put a controller in your hands and everything just clicked. This is the Xbox 360, just as you remember it, and now it's calling on you to build one more memory, one more all-nighter. So are you game? Because it's, uh, it's time to jump in again. It's funny. They actually go to lengths on the front of the box to point out this is not a functioning game console, because otherwise people are going to be bringing, oh, what's, what, oh yeah. what the hell is this? Yeah. They make it very clear that it's not. Do you know what the scale is? Because it's small. I think it's like 80% or something. It's not. I thought it was three-fourths. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's close. It's three-fourths scale model. But the, three, the 360 box was, was big. It's close enough to think, was that the size of the box? No, it's a bit bigger than that. But no, it's a, I, I, looked, I haven't opened it up yet. But like you get the controller, the controller that lights up, right? The, the hard drive detaches. The game box opens with the disc yeah. inside. You can even open up the whole thing ah. um, and see the, um, uh, the innards. So it's a very, very cool set. The one thing that I kind of wish they'd done, because I have some fun with it, like the, 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 the green light, the green ring on the front, have an alternate red version of that as well. Just oh, for, Gary. Just for fun. Come on. Okay, just it's for fun. It's been long enough, right? I think they could take it. No one's going to say too soon yeah, on that one. Never. You can't say too soon. Comedy equals that. tragedy plus time. Well, let's talk about the PlayStation 5 and its new SKUs right after a word from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening, and each and every one, you're going to want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook Sportsbook app now, and you can use code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KINDAFUNNY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms responsible. Gaming resources. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Gary Witta, Paris Lilly. Let's talk about it. I'm going to give you five minutes. Get, get your punches in, Gary. What's the <laughs> word on this new PlayStation? What's up? I'm, I'm glad that we have the option to do this because, like, you, you know, got it. I'm going to give it to you. Sometimes I think we're not tribal enough. I know that Phil wants to sort of join hands and buy the world of Coke and stuff, but, like, sometimes you do want to put the boot was in. Was it a Pepsi or a Coca-Cola? It was a Coke. Okay. I'd like to buy the world of Coke. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was Pepsi. Was uh, What was Pepsi? There was something else going on. Yeah. There. I don't remember. I just remember Michael J. Fox trying to get the Pepsi for the hot girl. At oh, okay, okay. Remember okay. that one? Um, so... I always thought the PlayStation 5 was ugly. And it's obviously aesthetics are completely subjective. There are some mm-hmm. people that think the PlayStation 5 is a beautiful, gorgeous design. Yes. I think it's ugly. Leah, my wife hates it so much that she like when when I brought the PlayStation 5 into the house, she wanted to get a whole new TV cabinet that would allow us to stow it like so that when we're not playing it, we can close the door over it. Because she didn't want to have to look at it. It's so fucking ugly. Yeah. And I agree. It's I, I think it looks preposterous. So the new Slim. Um, I th- so I actually think the digital one, which is I, the only one worth worth that I would I would get, doesn't look too bad. Okay. But they they somehow made the disc bump on the disc version somehow look worse. Yeah. Like that to me looks even uglier and shittier than mm-hmm. the original one. I kind of wish they had taken the opportunity to like completely redo the design, something yeah. less ostentatious. I don't like it. Okay. It's really weird to me that you can't put it in. Uh, horizontal orientation. No, wait. Horizontal, you can, right? But Comes the, way, with the, horizontal the way they're stand, advertising Vertical it, is not ready yet. The way that they're, the way that they're showing it in their yeah. product shots is actually not how you can have it on day on day, day one. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right? So that's that's weird to me. And then weird pricing. I know that they bumped up the SSD um, in the digital, but that's what, they've also bumped up the price. Yeah. So the digital versions actually go... You typically expect the prices of things... To go down over the course of a generation as the technology, you know, they, they find cheaper ways to do things. The price has actually gone up. Oh, oh, oh look at this. Uh oh. We said, oh, you talking said, about PlayStation? We said, what are you doing? Yeah, talking about the There's stuff. no reason for you to be talking about this. <laughs> he right? wasn't talking about it. We're keeping. We were worried about it on our own show. All right, you guys worry about your little mega box. Don't you worry about what's happening over here with this guy. All right. I, he lost some weight. He's yeah. got a weird tumor. It's okay. <laughs> He's got something new. He's got Talk something. about Phil Spencer. <laughs> I'm curious. I have since, since, I since, say since, too. Since, since we have you, yeah, yeah. I, come I, here, come I, I haven't had a chance to, to, to ask you, what do you think? Whatever. 
<laughs> are we just talking the visual style i walked in and i was doing something else i mean i i was just saying I, the digital one i don't mind so much but they somehow made the disc yeah the on disc the, drive's ugly as hell it looks shitty and what's the point of the, di the you, you can add a disc drive afterwards but that ends up costing more yeah what the fuck is that well you're penalized for not making your choice right away i guess i mean they want you to buy the digital so that they get the revenue you know i've said before i'm not that tribal i'm Platform agnostic. I like Xbox, but remember when we did the L cast? I'll put my when when Xbox is not doing great, I'll put my hands up at the minute. We Xbox was putting up L's. Man, his arms have been like, tired this yeah, year. Yeah, you know feel, what I mean? I feel like it's Sony's turn to put some L's on the board, right? Don't nah. it feels that way? Lost your beloved don't CEO. Miss. Don't miss. Th this kind of feels like an L, Greg. This, this kind of feels like an this L. A redesigned like a system. Up creature the villain no, no. Guardian he, Three would create. Yeah. Here's my point, and and I had to edit my initial tweet because when I first saw the all digital, I go, huh, one terabyte. Oh man, four hundred bucks. This is actually a good deal. And then I was like, oh shit, they just raised the price fifty bucks for no reason. This sucks. So no, this is an L. This is not a good thing. How much does a proprietary expansion cards you guys have cost? Thank that you. That doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter. We took that. We took that L in We took that L a long time ago. Is right. <laughs> I still, I still, I still stand by. You pay extra to just slot it in the back instead of having to get the fucking screwdrivers out. Yeah, and take that thing. You got to take. I think we both know there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. Paris, well, what do you did think? Did they of make it on the new one? It's easier now because now I think you can just take the panel off on the side and slot yeah. it in. Okay. Yeah. Oh, can you? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Paris, what are your thoughts on the new PS5 redesign? And also, if we turn it into an Xbox conversation, right, what did you learn from this that, of course, Xbox will have to do with their mid-generation updates that I'm sure will happen here? You know, what, what do we think? Yeah, I, so I'll answer it two ways. So just, just go back to what I just said with Greg. I mean, yeah, I, I, I thought the all-digital at first glance, oh, this is cool. They've upped up the storage on it still 399 this is desirable and you now ha do have the option if you want to add a blu-ray drive later that you can yeah so i was thinking ideally if you don't already own a ps5 that all digital one is is pretty appealing unless you you know you're really into physical disc then i saw they raised the price and i was like mm, i don't like this i would rather just grab one of the current ps5 now than go get this new one personally um but to your point about about xbox I mean, this basically tells me that if they decide to do an all digital Series X, which I kind of think they are, obviously we've seen the leaks and everything. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to add have this add on for for a di digital no. drive or or physical drive, I should say. Um, just make it all digital. Just just go all in. You obviously are even, already doing with the Series S. What's, what's just the, make an all digital Series Series X as well. Game Pass, exactly. the whole thing. And, what, and like, who, who's like, what's the narrative of the consumer that they're imagining who's going to buy the add-on drive? Like, they buy the slim, right? The digital, and then late, and what? Like, disc disc gaming makes a comeback or something? Like, why why do you then want to go get a disc drive like after the fact? Like, I I don't understand. I can't imagine they're going to sell many of those. Can can we have a conversation about physical media? Yes. Paris, you want to get real? Okay, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. Here's the thing. There, there is clearly an audience out there that covets physical media. There's mm -hmm. collectors, the whole thing. But the reality of it is these companies are moving away from it. it, it I will not be shocked if we get to the next generation and they just get rid of the disk drives altogether. They want you in the digital 
platform because that's how they make the most money. They they get rid of the used game market. Obviously, Xbox tried this back in 2013 and had to quickly pivot from it. But the truth of it is, whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, in all digital futures, where we're headed, we're already doing it with music, everything else. It's going to happen with games. It pretty much exists right now. And again, I can only speak for myself. For myself, the only physical next generation disc that I own is Cyberpunk 2077 on the Xbox. That's it. Other than that, all my games are all digital. We obviously have services like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. Those are all digital. When you look at the sales numbers, the majority of them now are all digital anyway. So to Gary's point, I don't really know who this is for that is going to go buy an all digital PlayStation and then decide a year from now, oh, wait, I need a physical drive as well. I just, I just don't think it, it, it's realistic. I it's mean, it's, it's cool to have the option. This, 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 could have been an, this could have been an opportunity for Sony to phase the disc drive out right mid-generation and say, here's the new version, and it's just going to be without a disc. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think there are... There, I'm very Mr. Digital. I've never played this generation. I haven't put a single game disc in either of my next, next uh, PlayStation 5 or series. I think one time I used it to watch like a 4K yeah. Blu-ray disc, a movie. It was the only time I've ever used the drive. I don't ever intend to like buy physical media. It's a hassle swapping discs and I, I don't have the space to keep them all and digital is just way more convenient. There are legitimate concerns about game preservation, which I think yes. is a big one. Um, yeah. and, and consumer rights. But in reality, the companies aren't going to come and take your games away any more than the government's going to come and take your guns away. I'm just trying to yeah, yeah, how many yeah, yeah. piss off in one sentence. Um, I, I'm not less concerned about that. I think for people that care about game preservation, where games can, like especially little, little indies that just get taken off the service and disappear. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that happen now in movies as well, right? Like movies just get disappeared off of these streaming services and they never come back. It's like that art, that piece of art has just been erased from history and it, yeah. it's not cool so the close the every time we move away from physical media we get closer to that which is scary but i think in, most people don't care about that and again to Paris's point they it's i think there's greater margins for digital than physical sales there's all kinds of other advantages as well i i, I think there's a good chance that the next full generation will be completely discless i half expected this generation to be i thought we were there and it just maybe I thought maybe the opportunity is like you know, Series S is already halfway through, halfway there, as is the digital uh, edition. I think that um, it's clearly the direction we're going in. I I I do think this is the last generation where discs are a thing. I think the next one after this it will go. And to, and to Paris's point about the price and the and the digital slim um, new you know the, the reskinned PS5. If they're going to, if they're bringing that thing at four four nine, that is such an open goal for Microsoft to come in with a discless Series X at three nine nine. I think yeah. they should totally do that. Yeah, I think that's the interesting part we talked about with you, me, and Paris previous weeks about the leaks, right? Of like what Paris said is these change these plans have probably changed a lot already, and it does suck that they have now been put out there, and we speculate, we think that they are truth, and this is the end all be all, but. In all honesty, Xbox now, Xbox and Microsoft have wiggle room. They have chances to realign with what they want to do. It will be interesting to see their announcements on a mid-gen console refresh. And where do they stand after what we just saw with PlayStation? I could kind of see myself picking up that digital slim because I have been looking for a, a PlayStation to have like in my yeah. um, office so, for, okay, so I can stream PS5 mm -hmm. games. And I, was, I was like, when they do the refresh. This is it. If the digital one's easy to get, like it was really interesting. They said their PS5 is back in stock now. Only really the disc, I went on Amazon, the disc one's shipping like today. Okay. If you want the digital one, still can't find it anywhere. So I don't know what's going on with that. Well, let's talk about what else is coming in the future because 
it could be time, Paris Lilly. This Friday, The Verge and Tom Warren report that sources familiar with the deal, the ABK deal, Activision Blizzard King, say that it could go through Friday, October 13th, after 20 months of all of this. It seems like it is now time that this Friday the deal will finally be made official. Paris, that's some big news. Let's start off with, do you think it will close on Friday, Paris? I mean, it seems pretty logical at this point. I think Tom Warren obviously is great at what he does, so I don't think he'd put that out there without getting some type of information that leans towards that. So I am pretty much expecting it to go ahead and close, and ironically enough, it'll be on Friday the 13th. My bigger thing is, and I even tweeted it out earlier today, is, all right, it closes, now what? Yep. I do think we see something very similar to what they did with Bethesda, where, where leadership at Xbox and Activision get together. You know. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, put something on camera. Obviously, Phil would prob- probably lead that discussion, but kind of just set what the expectation should be short term. And then, you know, kind of looking long term ahead for all this content and services that they're about to acquire from Activision and how that's going to integrate into the Xbox ecosystem. Um, I think there's a great opportunity here for them to say, hey, here's what you're going to get short term from Game Pass. Here's as contractual obligations and things and there's other back because phil's even alluded to this there's other back-end things that still need to happen um long term here are some of the ips that you're going to start seeing come to game pass um here's what potential i'm sure they'll say case by case or whatever it could be but here's the case by case basis games here are the games that we think will stay multi-platform obviously call of duty is going to lead that um, I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle the mobile aspect of it and even the PC side of it, like with World of Warcraft and how some of that stuff potentially might integrate into Game Pass. You think about Battle.net, a lot of people, I obviously prefer that over the Xbox app on, on PC. Are they going to borrow some of that technology and integrate into the Xbox app or just merge them all into one? How's that, how's that going to work? So there's a lot of things that they could talk about uh, once you know the, you know, the ink has, has dried and they're open to be able to have that discussion so people know and we're not speculating and wondering and to hear directly from leadership i think would would make the most sense so i would expect something similar to bethesda probably at worst they would put something on xbox wire something collaborative with activision on xbox wire but i think they'll do something on camera it just makes sense feels more personal I like that. And yeah, that's what I want to talk about with you and Gary this week for our episode is what can Xbox players expect if the deal is to go through on Friday, October 13th? What can we expect as consumers, as gamers here on the Xbox side of things? What do we expect to happen 
short-term, long-term. Of course, I'll give you some concrete expectations because Activision and Blizzard tweeted out from the official count just yesterday. It's awesome to see the anticipation building for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 as we continue to work towards regulatory approval of the Microsoft deal. We've been getting some questions whether our upcoming and recently launched games will be available via Game Pass. While we do not have plans to put Modern Warfare 3 or Diablo 4 into Game Pass this year, once the deal closes, we expect to start working with Xbox to bring our titles to more players around the world. And we anticipate that we would begin adding games into Game Pass sometime in the course of next year. So it sounds like Modern Warfare 3 and Diablo 4, not a lock for 2023 to be added into Game Pass right off the bat. But Gary Witta, Friday the 13th, Xbox has had a good year. Could make a great year, a big win here to add some games to the library. Do you expect us to get something within the week, within the first two weeks of, hey, we've added all the old Call of Duty games, Spyro, Activision, Crash Bandicoot, and prototype games onto this as soon as possible? Yeah, they might do some small things like that. I, I, I'll, I'll happily have a, um, a, a bet with Paris and say, I, I don't think for the announce, when this is officially locked in, I don't think it'll do anything glitzy. I think it'll, be, it'll, it'll come over the wire and that'll be it. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I thought they, I thought they did a great job with the Bethesda one. You don't think they'll do something like that? I mean, maybe after the, maybe after the mm, fact. But in okay. terms of like yeah, yeah. announcing that it's all done and dusted, that to me is just a business wire thing. But then oh, maybe yeah, after. yeah. When 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 I say that, Gary, yeah, I'm not saying on the 13th expect something like that. Oh, I am okay. thinking later later on. Yeah, and I, I I think they'll do a thing where they'll. The problem is like Activision doesn't really have a public face like Todd Howard, at least not an acceptable one. Right. So, right. What, so what are they going to do? Yeah. Um, and so um, I think that in the near term, it's not terribly surprising that Modern Warfare 3 um, isn't going to be on Game Pass. I think it's too, it's too down to the wire. I don't think you just flip a Game Pass switch, right? And it suddenly it's on yeah. games. There's probably more to it than that. And so it makes sense they're not doing it right now. I do think, though, that there will be more. Um, I, I, I think the idea, oh, I have some classic like Activision. Uh, Blizzard yep, King, yep. you know, catalog titles or whatever. Suddenly, you know, here's a nice little surprise for you or whatever. Like they said, like they did with Bethesda and Activision has a vast library that they that they oh. have access to. Um, there's some other interesting things as well. I mean, I, I think that you will see other benefits be conferred upon Xbox players and Modern Warfare and Call of Duty games going forward in the same way that when Activision used, used to negotiate those third-party exclusives with Sony, like, oh, Spec Ops mode, only available, one-year exclusive, which is the basically the life cycle yeah, of, of, a, of, a, of a Call yeah, of Duty yeah. game, right, only on PlayStation. I think you're going to see that stuff move over to the Xbox side. Like, Xbox is going to become the preferred platform to play Call of Duty if you want the best experience or the best value or whatever, not just in Game Pass, but in terms of DLC and other benefits that they'll be able to make exclusive right, first, your time exclusive Xbox, for, yeah. for Xbox gamers. I think that that's that, yeah. that's going to happen. Um, wider questions like, what does this mean for World of Warcraft? Like, you, would you get? A, could you, you get a subscription to World of Warcraft with Game Pass? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, you're Game the Pass wow Ultimate. Let's, let's be real, really quick about WoW. Can we drop the subscription if you're a Game Pass Ultimate member? Are you going to give them three free months to hopefully get them hooked? It'd be a great, way, be a great way to get monthly? people what into World do? of Warcraft, right? Exactly. I agree, a, a time Gary. when, you know, it's been trending down for a while. Of course. Maybe, still maybe a juggernaut, a way to give it, but give it a boost. Needs help. Needs I, hear, I, I hear, though, that World of Warcraft is not an easy game to get onboarded into these days. Like, it's it's become a very complicated game, and it's easy to get lost. I don't know. I still think there's a, I still think there's an argument for a, 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 a forked, but whether it's the same version or something different, like a console 
viable version of oh. the Warcraft universe to come to console, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. But in the near term, I think, I, I, again, I don't know how the e economics would work, but it's, but you know, it seems like from the outside, it would be cool to roll your World of Warcraft subscription into Game Pass Ultimate. That would be, that would be really cool. I like that. That one, I don't think 100%, because isn't it like 15 bucks a month already for Correct. World of Warcraft? Yeah. That would seem like a huge, huge lift maybe for you them get, maybe, to, maybe, maybe you get a discount or something. Discount. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Some kind of discount. Where, or, like, as an example, I'd, I'd, I'd even tweeted out today, because just randomly last night, I went in and started looking at Game Pass perks, and I saw that Crunchyroll was, I could get 75 days of Crunchyroll. So yep. I, I went ahead and redeemed that. So maybe to your point about you were saying earlier about maybe if you could you, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, we'll give you the first three months for free. Yeah. Right. Or something yeah. like that. So to kind of get people onboarded and to at least try it. Those but those are the kind of conversations I would love to see them have kind of talking about what their approach is going to be with this, because, <clears throat> excuse me, when you think about a lot of those Blizzard titles and the things that, that you'll do on PC and mobile, how does that equate if I'm an Xbox player on console right now? How does that benefit me? Do I get anything out of that to give me an incentive to want to go get on PC or oh. jump on mobile and try out some of these titles? There's 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 other ways as well, Paris, to combine those those two. Like the you think about the WoW subscription and Game Pass Ultimate. There's not necessarily like just like merging the two, right? It could be exclusive content. It could be early access to Special things. Yeah. All, all kinds yeah. of all kinds yeah. of. If you're a World of Warcraft subscriber and you have Game Pass Ultimate, here's a bunch of benefits that we cooked up for you. They can, they can do all kinds of stuff now. There is, a, there is a number of older Activision titles currently on the Xbox store that are full price, 20, bu 20 bucks, 40 bucks. I would love to see Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, Prototype, the old Call of Duty titles all hit Game Pass within that first week. I mean, you guys, I Mike, think that's got exactly to be a layup. Pretty much exactly what Mike, they did I with got Bethesda, right? Lay it on me. So I, I was on the Iron. Hey, look, I, shameless plug. I was on the Iron Lords podcast uh, last Sunday. So me and uh, Cognito were talking about this Transformers. If because I'm sure Hasbro would have to greenlight this, but bring those Transformers games back. Oh, put those on Game Pass. That would be huge. You know, Hasbro would give them the green light in a heartbeat. Yeah. Anytime you can get more Transformers for them up in the public eye, they would love that. Is right. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there, there's a number of old older titles that are sitting on the Xbox Store right now that are alarmingly still full price that should be instant game pass you start playing this especially if we're going to start pushing call of duty you upgraded or you you know fix the servers on a number of older call of duty titles right now <laughs> that are currently functioning and people are excited about put all those things on game pass let's get the en energy going given given that you know i think there's there's obviously there's been a lot of controversy around the um, the Game Pass uh, the Activision Microsoft deal and FTC and everything and obviously gamers have been very you know, polarized about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is it monopolistic? Is it this? this is, is it this or is, is, uh, is it that? I think it behooves Microsoft. It would be a, a nice, it'd be a nice goodwill gesture to have this thing be ushered in with a bit of feel good factor. Here's a bunch of free shit that we can yeah. look at all this stuff we can give you now. Oh, you great. I, I look over at the PC titles. I know Gary and Paris, Paris just brought it up on, you know, Blizznet. I mean, you look over at Warcraft 3. Reforged, right? You think about the Diablo 2 remaster over there. Think about StarCraft right now. Yes. Like, give me the benefit of when I go to that Blizzard account, all of a sudden I get these games, right? Whether they're free to play, whether they're not, let's just get all these games going right here to make me want to click over there. And also, hey, fill in the team. You got a great MOBA in Heroes of the Storm. Maybe we kind of give that 
back to the people it, and we uh, bring that back. And it could back. end up actually being a shot in the arm for some Blizzard games that need it, right? Diablo 4, after terrific start, has basically gone off a cliff, right? Very The, the, the player numbers have gone right down because there's a lot of dissatisfaction well, with, you know, the, uh, with the seasonal yeah, content. That may get fixed with the paid DLC, and I think Blizzard's, like, desperately trying to figure out a way to get it back on track. But, like, making Diablo 4... Because I want, I want to steer it back to stuff with what Warcraft. That's great. That's PC, right? Stuff on X, stuff that can be on Xbox. Diablo 4, I've played it mostly on Xbox. Um, if they added that to Game Pass Ultimate, that could be a great, um, that could be a great shot in the arm for Diablo yeah. to get the play accounts back up. Because right now people yeah, are absolutely. moving away from it. When, when do you think, Paris? My guess is March. They said no 2023, but in reality, Diablo 4 on Game Pass. I think it's got to be Q1. March at the latest. Q1. Oh yeah, if there's if there isn't anything like you know contractually or some kind of weird license you know snafu, I think the so sooner rather than later. So to your point, I think it would be early 2024 get it on there. The Call of Duty one obviously is different because it does seem like there's some contractual things that are in place that's going to prevent at least the newest version of Call of Duty coming to Game Pass anytime soon. I wouldn't hold my breath on that one till probably 2025. Uh, yeah, I believe Sarah Bond during the court proceedings did say 2025 for yeah, Game yeah, Pass. So yeah. I think we can wait on that one for sure. But yeah, a game like Diablo 4, that's got to come right away. As Gary said, Oh, that game needs player count. Yeah, and one, one other thing, because I just thought about this, because I'm, I'm actually going to attend this year for the first time. BlizzCon is early November, Ooh. so... If this does all close, that would give them a few weeks. They could I mean, maybe Phil winds up showing up at BlizzCon or something. They have some big announcements. There's some there. buzz Who around BlizzCon this year because Blizzard yeah. need, need, Blizzard needs to make some big announcements to get the you know, to right the ship. Because again, they're still kind of Diablo Four. Like I said, had an incredible honeymoon period and then went south really quickly. Overwatch I drifted two. away from it. Overwatch Two. That's a whole mess. That needs a reboot. Chris Metzen coming back. I think Chris Metzen coming back for BlizzCon will be a big deal. Like I said, maybe Phil makes an appearance. Blizzard desperately is still trying to get the feel-good factor back, and this could be a way for them to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because if the ink is dry, what's to stop them from any major announcement they have to say, oh, and this will also be on Xbox Game Pass. Can I just say something? Yeah. I'm looking at myself on the camera there. Tell them. Not, I think if you catch me just in the right... No, go back to the original one. Go back to the Y. Oh, yeah, go back I to the Y. Stay there. With these sunglasses on, if you catch me just the right way, yeah. you think I look a bit like Daniel Craig. I, oh, yeah, you do. I see it. I Let's see get it. you the right? suit, man. Yeah. Let's get this yeah, something there, there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, James I get myself a nice gray tailored suit. I think I could do it. What maybe, are you What's Paris laughing? Maybe we hit up IO Interactive and we let him know you could be Hitman. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. You could be the You could be, yeah, James I could be the man. You, you could be you the guy. You can't, I, I guarantee you my image rights are a lot fucking cheaper than Daniel Craig's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just unbutton one of the buttons? No, it was already. I, I just. I want to do. You know the coolest James Bond moment ever is when he jumps off the back of that train and then and then fixes his cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just trying to do a little bit. Of, you know, just give him a little something right trying, there. I'm trying to add a few. You know, you could be the new like, 007. Even, even even closer up. I think it holds up. Daniel Craig. You know, we're the same age. No. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, now you heard it here first, That's ladies all. I just, and gentlemen. I, I just caught myself there and I thought, you know, yeah, why not? I love anyway, it. Anyway, what's up? Let's talk about another team that's trying to get that feel-good feeling back. It's Halo Infinite in 343. Season 5 Reckoning drops October 17th, so that is next week on a Tuesday. Myself and the team will tell you about our experience next week on the podcast. We're going to have some fun. We'll check it out on release, and uh, we'll let you know what we think 
of the new season over there. Uh, plenty of details to go around from new maps, a new battle pass structure where it's only going to be 50 tiers this time around instead of 100. They have found a way to streamline the battle pass a little bit differently than before when it comes down to, of course, cosmetics like your your skin color right now can go on all of the armors instead of just one, right. which was insane. I remember that being annoying. And then, yeah. of course, we're not doing a left shoulder pad, and then on level 22, the right shoulder pad. We can put both the shoulder pads together. Well, Big that's deal. nice. <laughs> they deal. do come as a pair, right? That shoulders. is a wild right what is, there. What, give me a vibe check on Halo Infinite right now, because it's been a while since we checked in. Are the vibes on or are they off right now? The vibes are on. The okay. gameplay is still solid. The gameplay is a ton of fun. I think for players that have lost the love, I think they're off right now. But Season 5 has a lot of energy coming into it. If it does stick the landing, we'll talk about it next week. I think the vibes could be on. I think the Can vibes could this? be positive. Tell me. Can I say this? So, you know, we've obviously been going through a crazy review time now. I feel like it's, it's slowing down that I actually have time to just go play things that I want to go play versus trying to review stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in. He's all I'm in on Halo. In. I, from, all right. from, what, from what I've seen, what's coming with season five, this is the kind of content that we, we've been expecting the past couple of years with Halo. This okay. looks fantastic. I love what they're doing with Forge, the fact that they're adding AI yes. in, into Forge now. So just imagine some of the crazy stuff that's going to come that out of What does that mean? How are they going to use AI in Forge? So, so now you're going to start to see grunts and brutes and elites, you know, not only just PvP, but you're going to basically have PvP and PvE content within forge no okay. caps yeah so it's really gonna scale up just some some of the uh challenges and situations that you're gonna see on some of these maps and we already know this community out there there's some very creative minds so i'm i'm excited and and to just see some of the new armor that's coming in that floods like i'm in i want to play this this is the halo that i want to play so i'm i'm excited for it flood inspired armor gary Oh, wow. Kind of ugly looking, kind of cool looking. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like one of the, it's like that body, So yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, another game that's looking to recapture that magic or just find that magic. Redfall. Now with 60 frames per second, the latest patch has now come out. You can play Redfall with performance mode enabled. They've done, a sub, they've done some other tweaks underneath the hood as well, adding more NPC engagements there alongside this 60 frames patch. So you can jump back into that if you would like to check that out. Do you out. think that matters? Because obviously it was a huge thing, right? It was the top story when they announced it was only going to be 30 frames a yeah. second. Everyone was like, you know, was rending their garments over it. And they said, oh, it's coming later. And I, I don't know if anyone predicted it, but like, it felt like there was some conversation around by the time they add it, no one's going to care. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's where we're at? Paris, I think there was something more foundationally wrong with that game when it came to mission structure and the yes. engagement, making it feel fun. The moment to moment was not fun, right? It right. was very much go to point A, do kill five vampires. Yeah, I had bigger problems than just B. frame rate. Yeah, so, I, I have, have they addressed any of those or is it just frame they, rate? They've added some more engagements out in the open world, so I do think that will be you it. You can but finally uh, stealth kill. You can stealth yeah, kill stealth now. Takedowns now. That's a they've big deal. They've improved the AI as well. It, it, and I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I'll just say yeah. this. Um, you know, let's go back in time. Obviously, we had Phil on, on the show, and yep. that was, you know, a needed but uncomfortable interview that we did. And we obviously had to hold his feet to the fire about Redfall because of the poor state that it launched in. But I do give Arcane, Bethesda, Xbox kudos for living up to their promise of we will deliver 60 frames. And they did deliver it. We got it. I feel like this is step one that because because both phil and matt booty had said they're not giving up on this game they're continuing to try and fix it i look at this as this update is not going to fix redfall 
it's kind of a foundational thing of we can build upon this to what Mike was saying. There's still a lot of fundamental things and just the actual mission structure that needs to change in that game. There's still the bite back edition content that they still need to deliver. So there will be more content coming to it. Um, I have personally not downloaded and, and, and tried it again. I played it obviously at launch, mostly on PC. So the 60 frames thing is great for console players, but PC players were already getting 60 frames and it still wasn't a good game. So hopefully this is just step one in a multi-step process. So then maybe a year from now, we are talking about Redfall in a completely different light. Like we just mentioned Halo Infinite right now and the challenges that has had over the past couple of years with content. Maybe there is a redemption story here for Redfall. So That's, I just think, I, I, I'm hopeful. I think it's so this, hard. This though. is not going to be it. It's this so isn't going to be the fix all. It's so hard to get gamers to come back to something Very after you've yeah. that Gary. first impression. Like Redfall landed with a thud, right? Yeah. It was like everyone was piling on. It became the fashionable game to pile on when it came out. Everyone was mm -hmm. doing the videos about how bad it was. Like once a game like that, once a game has that kind of stink on it, it's hard to get people to come back and give it a second look. 100%. Right? Like Cyberpunk did it, but that was such a high profile game. And it took what? How many years Three to years. Get, it, get it to a point? Yeah. And it's yeah. there now. But it cost them a fortune and it took them years and it was such a high profile game they had to do it like we, i think we always knew it was going to get there because yeah. it was too big to fail halo again you can argue too big to fail no man's sky is the, is the famous one but like this i mean i'm struggling to think of any more beyond that like games that came out landed with a thud but then found redemption later like it's hard because like there's, there's always something new coming how do you get people to come back to a game that's like redfall oh redfall's good now like how do you get people to come back and try it again It'll take, in my opinion, because you think No Man's Sky in, in, in kind of a similar vein, it's going to take an, a, a huge expansion content. Huge drop expansion. That right. completely overhauls everything that we're talking about, mission structure, all that, just the engagements, all of that. That's what it's going to take. If they're willing to stick with it that long, then okay. Well, that's but the thing. We're probably it's be, not seeing that till 2025. At some point, you're going to decide, oh, you just throwing good money after bad, right? Do, do, you, just, right. do you just move on? Like with Anthem, eventually they just said enough. Like, just move on. I thought this team would just move on. Yeah. I thought we took that on the chin. Let's get you 60 frames. Hey, let's get this talented team on something different and more like where we need. And to maybe be. they will. Maybe the 60 frames and the few other changes they made just enough to like close that out. You know, because like, if, if it had never, if they'd never fixed the 60 frames thing, I think that that would have stuck with them for. Oh, they never, they never did fix it. Yeah. Oh, it always, it always was just stuck at 30 frames, and then that becomes like a bad narrative for the console overall. Um, so they fixed that. They fixed a couple of other things, but I don't see them doing like major. Exp I, I don't see Redfall getting its phantom liberty, right? It just seems really unlikely. That's what you're going to no, need if agree. you want people to go back. Yeah. Maybe make but it like that's a big what prequel. Take. Yeah. It, it's got to be something. That's what it's going to take, though, in my opinion. I, I'll, I'll say this my one silver lining that I think comes out of everything with Redfall, again, kudos to them to delivering the 60 frames, but I think the silver lining is. There's no way leadership lessons happen again. I'll, I'll be shocked yeah. if we see a game come out in this state again from Xbox Game Studios. I think, if anything, this was a huge red flag to say, you know what? Let's make sure we look at our processes again. Let's make sure we look at how we launch these games. And if it's not ready, it's just not ready. It has to be a and teachable moment for them. Yeah, it has to be. Let's finish out the show with a fun one. Of course, our friends over at the Kind of Funny Games cast just came out with a brand new episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast. Greg called me an idiot, by the way. That's why I want to talk about it right here. And, wow. and, and Blessing bl blessing agreed a little too quickly, Which is crazy. Which what is was crazy. that about? So let's talk about it. They talked about what is going to be on Jeff Keighley's 
game of the year top six. And they went around the room and talked about what is the top six going to be? What this is? His, wait, are we talking about um, on Jeff Keeley's show? About the awards or his? Yeah, personal? the no, not Keeley's personal. The uh, game awards. The game awards when they do the game the of the nom. year and they show off the six games. What are what are going to be the nominees? What are the six? Okay. What are the six noms? All right. So what what's what's the beef? What's the what's, what's the beef, Barrett? Do you know the beef? Uh, I don't know. It was like an hour long podcast. I, mean, I don't remember. It's so, not that difficult to fill out the six this year. I mean, some I, I of think the beef. Obvious, right? The beef was mainly at Paris. Mm-hmm. Which was definitely uh, with love, uh, <laughs> but they they pulled up Paris's predictions. And Paris, what Greg, were your predictions? Greg just wanted to climb. Oh, then on. let's talk about yeah. let's talk about Paris's predictions. I'll we'll be the judge there. of whether or not Paris is an idiot. So let's, they were just having out. fun. Let, let me be clear about one thing. There's a certain game that I did not include in my top six when I put that out because I'm okay. actively reviewing it. So and I'm not breaking embargo, but that's why I didn't do it. Okay. But um, I said Zelda. You know, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Sea of Stars. And then what was six? Crap. Now I'm forgetting what six is. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me now. But um Wow. Yeah. The, prob- uh, the okay. problem is it's been such a great year yeah. that you can I can I can think of more than six games that you'd say, well, that's nailed on, right? So like something at some point you've got to leave something out. Correct. So right? something's gonna miss here. And that's what we need to talk about. Cause like I don't hear him saying Starfield. Oh, Starfield. Duh, duh. Starfield. That was it. I okay. just pulled it up now. I, that that was number six. Yeah, I don't, Starfield. I don't that's, hear not, that's not going to be on the list. What? I mean, I, I, if, so. I, I, I'm, I'm saying if it's if it's in your personal six, great. I don't think it will be on the on the. That's on the game crazy. Awards list. You don't think Starfield and it's six will be on the top the, six? The, the, pr- game the problem of the is, year. I, 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 don't, I, I like Starfield a yeah. lot, and I still have, I still need to keep playing it. The more I play it, the more I like it. I'm looking at Paris's list right now. I I, I think you can make an. I think. Armored Core Six, you can make an argument for that. Yeah, Alan Wake Two will be another one Where's that Diablo potentially at? can make that list. Diablo yeah. Four needs to be on there. It won't I be. don't think it will. It won't I, be. I don't it's, think, it it, it I don't fell, think Diablo makes it. Much. I had it on there originally, and then I was like, I was like, wait, you know what? That's not going to make it. That's why I put Final Fantasy Sixteen. I could, and then I could another see another. Game. I could see another indie coming in, like uh, Dave the Diver. No, 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 no I, indies will make this. Yeah, I don't I think even think too, Sea of Stars is making this. I want Sea of Stars doesn't on Jeff there. Jeff usually throw in an indie, but not, that's, he doesn't decide that. Like well, no, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 let me let me ask you: this. Are the game awards the the big category? Is it always dominated by AAA, or do indies you get a look at? I mean, I indies will like uh, jump in here, but like I. At least of recent memory of the last decade, I don't think any year has been this jam-packed like this one. Well, let me ask you this. If there so was I think one, there's too m- many juggernauts this year. If there was one slot reserved on this list for indies, is it definitely Sea of Stars, or is there something else that would be in there? <sighs> Man, I, I really don't know. Like, yeah, I've heard a lot of love for Dave the Diver. I, I personally love Sea of Stars, so it's hard for me to guess just because of Dredge. My, so I'm looking at Barrett's bias. list as well. And again, everyone's list is everyone's lists are gonna be ninety percent the same, right? Because yeah. nailed on, nailed on, nailed on, Baldur's Gate 3, Zelda, Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 16, those are all nailed on. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, do we know enough yet? I mean the previews were very positive, uh, <clears throat> and that's why I, I I took a guess at that. And that's also just another big Nintendo title this year. Um, I feel like Starfield will get in just by the skin of its teeth. I think there's going to be enough people who rock for it, despite uh, the amount of people who weren't as enamored with it. 
Um, but I just I think there's too many huge games for I, like I haven't yeah. heard like the people who play indies this year have loved Sea of Stars, have loved Dave the Diver, but I haven't heard like so much like overwhelming cocoon. uh like from everybody in the industry. Wrong, Maybe I, cocoon. Come back to the Starfield of it all, because this is the X cast. I it would be on my list. It's in my say, for example, top five yeah, games I've played this year. I love it. And the more like I said, the more I play it, the more I like it. And I've still got a ton of it to play. So I think it should be on there. I just kind of feel like it's not fashionable enough for, to be on that. I don't know. I just kind of feel, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know if it's going to be on, on enough people's lists. We said before, like this is not going to be a game of the year type game. Really? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's, kind of, it's but as a, as a nominee. Yeah. I think maybe, but again, this, it's such a packed year. It's this year is ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I think Jedi survivor has no chance of making this list. And, and it was that, great. And, right. Yeah. And, 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 and on any other year, it very well might. Right. It's just, yeah. there's, there's something's got to give. They're just not enough slots. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's really too, it's going to come down to we, I've, and I think they said this on games cast, it's going to be Zelda or Baldur's Gate three that wins. I think, but it's I be, think I the think nominations. Yeah. But the nominations, I mean, there's definitely, there's arguably a, probably about 12 games that you can argue should make that, that top six. Correct. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have, right? What a year for games. Yeah. What a year. It has been an incredible it's an, it's year. An incredible and year. it's nice to see Xbox with Starfield up in this mix right now, right? Like, that's what we talked about, Forza Horizon. Shout out to Forza Horizon. Got some love, but did not make the big list over at this big game show, of course. And then last year, nothing special. So it's nice to have, like, something yeah. big here to at least be in the conversation. We'll see if it is. I, I, I truly believe it will be. I have my top six that I think will be in there, and I, I, I will be surprised to see some of them go, but there's going to be something that doesn't make it. That's the, rough, the exciting part. The rough deal that Starfield's going to get, and I, I believe I've made this point before, is not only is it going to get squeezed out, not because it's, it's a bad game, it's an excellent game, but there's just too many other games that are, that are, that are better this year, mm -hmm. um, is that it's going to struggle even in, even, even in, even in its genre-specific category because it's an RPG, and that's oh, where yeah, Baldur's, Baldur's, Gate, Baldur's Gate and Zelda up. live. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to struggle there as well. Yeah. Well, with that, that's where we will end today's Kind of Funny X-Cast. Of course, down in the comments, if you're still rocking with us, leave me your top six that you think Jeff Keighley's show will highlight. Not your personal top six. We'll talk about all of our personal lists later on at the end of the year. But I want to know, when we think Jeff Keighley's show in December, what are the top six for the Game of the Year category? With that... This has been another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll have a very special guest. Julia Hardy will be joining us here at the desk to talk all things Xbox and video games. So get ready with your questions for her. And of course, my two gaming dads, thanks for being here. We'll see you guys here next week. Goodbye.